0: hi i'm kelsey Zeiser. welcome to what's the story a short podcast from light reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news how we got here what it all means and what to expect next today i'm talking with connecting africa's paula gilbert about the gsma's mobile gender gap report we discuss the status of the mobile gender gap where the gap is widest, and what the barriers to access and ownership are for women. Hey, Paula, welcome back to What's the Story? Thanks for joining me. Hey, Kelsey, nice to see you. How you going? Yeah, good. Uh, So you had a recent uh, article on GSMA's Mobile Gender Gap Report. Can you tell us a little bit about what the status is of um, the gender gap? for mobile and what changes um, we saw over the past year?
1: Yeah, sure. So this is the 2023 report which just came out. So, I mean, the basics are that the mobile gender gap is still pretty significant, and we haven't seen much improvement over the past two years. So even though more women are actually using mobile internet than ever before, the rate of adoption has slowed for the past two years, Um, and so we're still seeing this significant gender gap. So the report was looking specifically at Uh, low- and middle-income countries, or LMICs. And the GSMA has been doing the report for about six years now. So it's a combination of almost 14,000 face-to-face surveys across 12 low- and middle-income countries, mostly in Africa, um, South Asia, and uh, Latin America. And then they use all of that data and and modeling, et cetera. So basically what we saw was globally women are still 19% less likely than men to use mobile internet, So that's about 900 million women who are still not using the internet via their mobile devices. And almost two-thirds of those women live in South Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, In Sub-Saharan Africa, women are 36% less likely than men to use the mobile internet, and the gap's about 41% in South Asia. So the concern is that there's a slowdown of digital inclusion in general, and the fact that the mobile gender gap is not reducing is obviously a problem. So overall, we have seen some improvements over the years, like since they've been doing the report. So the gender gap when it comes to mobile internet came down from about 25% in 2017 to the lowest levels of 15% in 2020, but then it rose back up to 19% last year um, overall globally. And in sub-Saharan Africa, we actually saw it rise from 35% six years ago. It kind of went up and down a bit, and then it's up to 36% now now. And in the Middle East and North Africa, there was a bit of a decrease from 20% six years ago to 15% um, in 2022. So what the GSMA believes, um, they believe that in order to close the gap by 2030, we need about 810 million women to adopt mobile technology. So that's about an average of 100 million women each year but the outlook's looking pretty bleak if things remain as they are and we'll probably only the forecast say we'll probably only get to about 360 million by that date which is less than half what we need um mm-hmm. some of those other sad stats uh, the survey also showed that more women have reduced their use of the mobile internet in 2022 compared to men especially those in rural areas and those that are less educated and women also tend to use their mobile phones for a narrower range of activities, and they use the mobile internet less regularly than men.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Did it drill down into like what those activities are? Um, um, no, not really. Not okay. well. Maybe
1: it did, but it's a pretty long report. We'll put a link right. <laughs> into the. Uh, there's a lot of. There are some like country specific um, case studies, which are quite interesting. So there are. There's a lot more stats um, if people want to have a look into it.
0: Okay. Uh did they um identify where the gap was the widest and are there um uh, you know areas where you feel like things are improving? So I think I mean
1: country-wise obviously the gaps are widest in in Asia and um in in sub-Saharan Africa. Um improvements unfortunately not much over the last 2 years it seems. Um I think something maybe that's interesting to look at is the ownership gap. Um, so Obviously, ownership plays a lot into it because you're not going to use a mobile internet if you don't have anything to use it on. Um, so what we're seeing is across these low-middle-income countries, 81% of women now own a mobile phone compared to 87% of men. And even though we added 60 million more women who are now mobile phone owners during last year, there's still 40, 440 million women who don't own a cell phone. Um We've also seen like mobile ownership pretty flat for men and women across the board, Um, but women are still 7% less likely to own a mobile phone than a man. And in Sub-Saharan Africa, that goes up to about 13%. So that's 95 million women in the region who don't own a phone. Um, The worst country with the ownership gap, yeah, it's a lot, was um, Pakistan at 35%. And then that was followed by Ethiopia, 27%. Um, it's also important to kind of look at what kind of handsets people are using because if you have a smartphone, you're obviously more likely to be able to use the internet. It's more enabled to that. But a lot of women in these developing re- regions are still using basic handsets and, and feature phones. So the smart ga- um, smartphone ownership gap has also kind of stalled for the last two years. So it's about 17% the difference between men and women, and that's about 250 million fewer women than men owning a smartphone. Um, and in sub-Saharan Africa, the gap's 28%. And in South
0: Asia, it's a whopping 42%. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then uh, as, in terms of um, spending on mobile services, how does that differ between men and women? I mean, I imagine there's, you know, more More men are spending more money. (laughs) You are correct. What what did the report? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So this was
1: something that I found interesting. I don't know. It's probably been in the previous reports, but this year was like the first time I looked at these stats like quite deeply. So, um, yeah, female phone owners spend 18% less on mobile services than male phone owners um, across all the countries. And in Sub-Saharan Africa, it's 32% less. Um, So also what's interesting is if the gender gap um, is not that high, sometimes the the spending gap still is high. So for example, in Latin America, the mobile ownership gender gap is only 2%, but the gender gap in spending is still 20%. So that's Mm -hmm. quite interesting. Um, I guess it's not surprising given that we know women generally have lower levels of employment, income, financial autonomy, but it does emphasize that even when women own a mobile phone, they're not using it in a comparable way to men, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the change, to change this, we would have to you know, tackle structural inequalities that um, limit things like income and employment and other barriers, especially affordability. Um, something else that was interesting was kind of the commercial opportunity that we could have if we closed this gap. So previous GSMA um, research showed that closing the gender gap in mobile internet use would deliver an an additional 700 billion US dollars to GDP growth over the next five years. And if we close the the gap in mobile ownership and use by 2030 in these developing countries, it would deliver about $230 billion specifically to the mobile industry. Um, And about 85% of that would be closing the gap in mobile services spending alone.
0: Okay. Did they have any um, recommendations for service providers on how to close that gap? Or was it mostly just kind of highlighting what the problem is?
1: Um, Mostly highlighting what the problem was. They have kind of uh, they did specific interviews with different service providers in different places, um, and kind of what they're doing to tackle it. So they spoke to the well, uh, part of it was also like an event that they hosted yesterday, and they spoke to the the CEO of Safaricom, and he was speaking about kind of the projects they're running to do pay as you phone, um, pay as you go um, device ownership. Um, which they've been doing for a while, different programs they're running specifically for women, um, giving people access to loans, that kind of thing, and bringing down. Well, also some of the problems actually that they wanted to bring down the cost of smartphones, but the taxes of imports are so high. So Kenya is actually looking to um, produce their own phones locally or to at least um, put all the, the parts together in Kenya so that you lose those like taxes for imports.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, the cost for ownership is even, um, you know, difficult in the United States and it definitely helps being able to have a payment plan and being able to pay it off over, um, you know, a few years or <laughs> months or because, uh, you know, the yeah. outright cost has gotten pretty high.
1: Yeah, so Kenya, those interesting... um thing i think it's like a five dollar deposit on the phone and then you pay like 20 cents a day to pay off your phone basically like in small increments on mobile money so i think that makes it easier for people like if you're just thinking about okay it's 20 cents a day you know it's more doable than having to pay like you know a lot of money upfront for a phone which
0: a lot of people can't do right yeah that's good benefit um anything else from the report that you wanted to highlight Yeah, so I think just maybe the barriers to
1: access um, and ownership for women. I think a lot of it's what you'd expect. There are lots of reasons holding women back from digitization, but across the surveys, the top barrier basically was affordability, which we've just been talking about, especially of handsets. Um, And then literacy and digital skills came up as the the second highest barrier actually for men and women. Um, In Africa affordability was the top barrier for for almost every country except for Egypt and Ethiopia which ranked um literacy and and digital skills higher and then safety and uh, security was like the third biggest concern for most women specifically in Mexico that came out high whereas the third highest barrier for men was actually relevance so I guess relevant content and reasons to go online um was a higher thing so um yeah I think even though the A lot of the concerns are similar. Uh, Women seem to experience the barriers more acutely than men um, because of what we've talked about, structural inequalities and and lack of access to education and income. Um, And one of the sad things that they said was even when women have the same education, income, literacy and employment levels as men, they're still less likely to use the mobile internet. So that shows us that there's definitely other things at play, you know, discrimination and, and social norms that are causing problems in this.
0: Well, thanks, Paula, for joining Uh, What's the Story? This has been really interesting and look forward to uh, future updates on the gender mobile services cap. Thank you so much, Paula, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.